everyone and welcome to Right Brain. My name is Jeff Dubow and I am your sole lonely host for today on this show. This is episode 36, by the way. Um, for our reg regular listeners, usually this is the part where I would make fun of Paul. Probably something about his beard or his very round head. Um, but today Paul is absent and I'm, um, I'm, I'm soloing this, so sorry, I guess. Guys, um, however, I'm not completely alone, so this is not going to be another 45 minutes of me talking to a plush toy. Um, <laughs> Paul will remind you of what episode number of that is, uh, if he's so inclined. I don't remember, because I was probably drunk. I have a guest today. Um, this is a guest I've been actually looking very much forward to talking to. Normally, I would do a very long intro and let him linger in the background, but since I'm doing this alone, I don't have Paul to bounce uh, chit-chat off of. I'm just going to introduce him right now. My guest is uh, Sam Morgan from the Jabberwocky uh, Literary Agency, and he's going to be here to talk about uh, agencies, which is convenient. I expect it to be his field of expertise. Hey, Sam. How are you doing, man? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing... I'm very emotionally unstable. Right. I mean, um, you're running this by yourself. It's a yes. big, big, uh, big responsibility. There's and there's an entire website that I have to push buttons on. <laughs> Hopefully we don't screw it up too bad. Nah, it should be fine. It should yeah. be great. Yeah, we're just <laughs> going to sit here and talk about me, which is the thing I can talk about the best. So... We're good. Right. That's it's, You should be familiar with that subject. Um, <laughs> just, just to give the listeners a bit of background, um, sure. and maybe just bring you up to speed as to why I want you to use specifically as a guest, I have an interesting and very limited experience with agents and agency. I come from a graphic design and marketing background, so writing is not something that I have studied at length. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know the industry, and I'm learning as I go. So... Earlier this summer, I had one week where I got the uh, the, the pleasure of meeting uh, an agent from UTA, uh, Katrina, and she was very nice, and she and introduced me to Howie Sanders. We had a talk. That was great. And then later that same week, I had a terrible interaction with an agent uh, from New York, which will remain nameless because I'm not a jerk yeah. most yeah. of the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that soured me on agents a lot. Um but then the same week, I went to CanCon in Ottawa, and uh, you were you were doing this panel. Like the very first panel that I attended on Saturday morning was all about pitching to agents, and right. you you were uh, funny, uh, interesting. Uh, you knew Good what you were talking about. Yeah. Um, the beard was stunning. <laughs> like you don't have video on right now, yeah. which is very disappointing to me sorry um, <laughs> well there wouldn't be much to see it's just a, a light pink background and a poster of a movie made in like 2000 like a small indie movie from 2001 so it's not i don't have any plush toys in the background i have a lot of them and yeah. also <laughs> i have an entire cabinet of toy soldiers because i'm an adult with important things to do <laughs> So, yeah, no, ta ta hearing Sam on that panel, and I had already sort of signed up to be on a, uh, a cafe clutch, I don't know how to call this, a little meeting thing later in the same convention, and I got the opportunity to talk to you uh, personally right after the panel, and you, you reinvigorated my, <laughs> my confidence in agents. Yay! <laughs> but despite all that, 
I still don't know what an agent could do for me. Like my situation is a bit weird and we can talk about it later if you want. But I want to I want to sort of bring everyone sort of up to speed. Like I, I, I know I have some listeners. We have some listeners that do know about agents. They've done their research. They're educated. Some have PhDs, which right. really brings up the question of why they're listening to this. Um, <laughs> but that being said, just let's let's touch on the basics. An sure. agent, literary agent. Yeah. What the hell do you guys do for us? Yeah. So the way I look at it is, um, if I'm doing my job correctly, uh, if I'm being the best agent I can be, all my clients have to do is write the book. Uh, I handle, you know, getting the best contract. I handle all the money. I handle all the royalties i handle you know being the bad guy when the publishers give you a bad cover or they uh print a book with uh typos and stuff in it um i am basically the manager of your career um at the same time though i am also essentially your employee uh you pay me uh my commission you know so i am an advisor i'm a manager i'm a sometimes i'm a shoulder to cry on um and yeah there there there's a lot to it um but at the same time there's really not that much it's uh uh oh and the way i like to see it too is that you know um I represent the author and the um, author's best in, intentions. So, you know, I do see agents getting this bad rep, reputation out in the world, and it kind of makes me laugh because I'm just like, what the agents that gave off these like bad vibes had to have been really stupid because, <laughs> you know, if, if I do something bad, um, then my clients are going to tell people and then other people will know and no one will want to work with me. So uh, as long as I make my clients happy, then, um, you know, I'm doing my job and hopefully people will like me and then they will want me to work for them in the future. And then we can all, you know, get your books published, get people to read them, make lots of money and, uh, Live on a yacht off of uh, the Caribbeans, or or just have a two bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, you know, which is pretty much the same price. It's yeah, <laughs> I've I've looked into prices of apartments in in New York and the area, and I live in Montreal, so yeah. it's comparatively cheap. Yeah, I don't make a New York salary though, so I still live in a two bedroom apartment. Um, so you, you, one of the things you mentioned is uh, you mentioned. And I, I had another question, but I want to segue into this first. Sure. You mentioned that you sort of help manage the author and the author's career. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, like I was talking to other people, and they said that, like specifically in my case, it's yo, you don't need an agent. Said someone, you need a manager. And I shrugged and said, okay, not knowing what was the difference. It's like, oh, you you need a pie or you need you know a dessert with a crust. It's like, yeah. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, may, maybe you're in a better position to tell me. Like, is there a difference? What is the difference? Um, I there. 
there kind of is a difference, but not really. I mean, a I've seen literary managers that do the exact same thing that I do, and I'm just I just think it's a uh, a um, a point of you know it's in name only. You know what I mean? So I I don't. <laughs> Maybe I'm well, stupid, but I, I look. It, it's kind of. Like I invited you. Yeah. I invited yeah. you for completely selfish reasons because I want to learn. Like screw my listeners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I, lo- I love you guys, but this this is for me. No, so like a manager can negotiate a contract, handle your royalties that you get, um, you know, handle all your money, handle subs, um, subsidiary rights, and you know, take your book out to market. What do I do? I negotiate contracts, handle subsidiary rights, handle royalties, negotiate contracts. You know, take out your book to other editors. You know, I just listed them all in different order even though i tried to say them in the same order uh it's you know it's um uh what what's a good example um it's kind of like uh hydrox cookies and oreos you know i was gonna say legos and mega blocks yeah there you go exactly so so okay Um, it's essentially the same name with probably some very small differences that i would never notice yeah i mean I've never interacted with a manager or something. There might be difference in the commission that they take, but who knows? I yeah. Wish I I wish I knew, but yeah. anyways, I'm, I'm again like I'm trying to navigate this. So one one of the uh, illusions that because you, you you I'm I'm almost disappointed at what you describe because it confirms and I'm going to dig a dip, bit deeper into it. But one of the things that I'm often see a lot of authors seem to have this impression it's like i'm gonna get an agent and once i get an agent everything's gonna happen and (laughs) i i've i mean maybe it's my background but i've never seen anybody have a career where things just happen once you reach a certain milestone and things are magical like i i understand some people do win the lottery Mm -hmm. um but i don't see that as really curious let's say someone does get an agent does it happen quote unquote oh no um (laughs) there there is still quite a bit of work that happens once i take on a client you know um i have roughly 13 or 14 clients uh yeah, let's just say. Well, let's just say. I, yeah, let's just say I have fourteen clients. I've sold ten of them. Two of them I have on submission right now, so I haven't sold them. And two are still working on their manuscript at the moment, like they're editing it still. Um, so, you know, for the two that I haven't sold, it hasn't happened yet. I still think they have great. Uh, manuscripts and I have complete faith in them it's just a matter of me finding the right editor at the right time for them so like even getting an, an agent isn't a guarantee at all I mean you know nothing in life is a guarantee and even for like the 10 clients that I have sold recently some have sold better than others some have just uh uh can we use blue language here? 
I'll, I'll have Paul edit it out so that it'll be his penance for leaving me hanging. Okay. Yeah. So some of my clients, um, despite having wonderful uh, manuscripts, their sales have shit the bed. And some have done remarkably well. I can't tell you to a certain degree why the ones that have done well have done well and why the ones that haven't have not. Um, so there, you know, even even from my end, there's a little bit of luck involved. Yeah, I, I find that whether it's writing or even my career as a marketing director or anything, mm-hmm. it, there's always like a combination of three factors. It's like who you know, um, how hard you work, and then like a pinch of luck. Like you always... Yeah. You need to get the opportunities, which is the luck part, then work hard to exploit those opportunities. But the bigger your network is, the more chances you'll get at having opportunities. It's, it's a very complex and annoying dynamic that I ha- always have a lot of trouble wrapping yeah. my brains around. Yeah, um, and it's it's even hard on on my, my end of it, like generating that luck, just because publishing is pretty small. Like there are five main... Um, publishers they're the big five and granted there are dozens of imprints within those five but they have their own internal rules that if i submit to one imprint i can't submit to others so essentially like i'm only submitting to 12 people at a time and you know got to get the timing right got to get the right person and yeah so So i i I assume like a lot of your job is also managing those relationships with all the contacts that you have at those imprints and whoever you work with at the publishers yep um sounds great uh it can be i mean the editors that i work with are wonderful smart brilliant people um and new york is one of those big cities that can feel really small at times and i do uh hang out and network with them quite a bit uh not only because of professional reasons, but also they're just good people that are fun to hang out with, and they can drink. Oh my God, uh, New York Publishing runs on alcohol. It's wonderful. Um, really? Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll reconsider my opinion of New York Publishing. Oh yeah. They they may be after all my kind of people. Oh yeah, no. The, um, specifically within the sci-fi and fantasy industry, that we have a monthly secret drinking club. Uh, that's not really a secret, and all we well, do it's is, not anymore. Yeah. There's going to be at least three new people that know about it. Yeah, uh, I don't know what our listenership is these days. <laughs> it's like Skull and Bones. Secret is out. Um, yeah, so it's. Uh, I, I do generate those, and like you know, uh, yesterday, for example, I had an audio book uh, editor come into the office to update us on what he's looking for and new things that are happening at his company. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a major part of my job is maintaining, developing and maintaining those relationships within the industry. Well, that's, that's what's going to be a bit, a bit my next question to ask, like how, how deep do you guys dig into secondary markets for you, for the authors that you work with? I assume a lot. Well, yeah, I mean, so beyond the primary publisher in English, we we work 
closely with uh, another agency in the UK. So, because the British market is uh, very valuable as well, but here in the US, we also have audiobook um, publishers that we work with too, because that is a very lucrative field and continues to grow. Um, and at least specific to my agency, we have two dedicated employees that only handle foreign rights. So they interact with uh, other agencies around the world to sell rights in Germany, France, Poland, Japan, Russia, South America, and other exotic places like Canada. Ah, yes, the, the frozen wasteland. <laughs> yeah. Our our polar bear population is really into the audiobooks specifically. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's a it's a big market as they're moving south. Yeah. <laughs> um, as as their natural habitat is melting. Yeah, they need something to listen to while they migrate. <laughs> exactly, and what do you sci-fi fantasy audiobooks is yeah. huge with the polar bear market. Um, now I lost my train of thought. The the um yeah I've I've started working with a with an audiobook uh, publisher recently mm -hmm. uh, Blackstone and it's yep. been a very interesting process I I'm not an audio guy at all I I consume a lot of audio in the sense like podcasts audiobooks and mm -hmm. music mostly um, but I know nothing this is why I have Paul so that he can hold my hand and tell me <laughs> push this button do that. Yeah. Um, he actually sent me a list of instructions on how to not mess this up today oh, that's um, good. before going to either the emergency or fight the, the aliens. I don't know which one he's doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, been, it's been very interesting to see how an audiobook producer works. And some of the weird questions I got from the actress who's, uh, yeah. who's narrating the book is n not, nothing I would have expected. It's... Mm -hmm. it's it's fun. I'm eager to listen to it. I'm eager to listen to my own book, and I usually hate going over my own stuff. Yeah. Um, where was I going to go with this? Um, so most of our listeners are mostly uh, crowdfunded publishing through mm -hmm. a company called InkShares. A lot of uh, some of them all also have dabbled into self-publishing. We we're a very mixed group, and we're all the um, I'd say generally speaking, most the, the vast majority of the listeners are the hungry beginners um, right. very very hardworking, very imaginative very creative trying to find their their sort of way into an increasingly complex industry yes um, w considering all the changes like the the the, the advent of self-publishing people posting stuff for free on the, the web the mm -hmm. some, a lot of indie publishers how do you see the industry uh the, the industry changes sort of affecting your role does it change how you look for new authors how you deal with publishers well it um for us specifically it it's it's a it's another tool for us to use as leverage against publishers. Um, for example, uh, my agency, uh, the Jabberwocky Literary Agency, we have an ebook program. And what we have done is like kind of become a small publisher for some of our authors with longer, older backlists that um, were published back in the day that you know have stopped selling um that well we reverted the rights and we started publishing them ourselves and what we've discovered is sort of you know we put 
good covers on it we update the cover copy on it and we just kind of put it out there for the world to um to find and buy kind of like like the bare minimum you should be doing as as a either a crowdfunded uh author or a self-pubbed author or anything indie uh author you know you should have a good cover you should have good cover copy and um you should have a professionally edited and laid out book and what we've discovered is sort of the like numbers that can uh can be generated uh through this um through this method and how much money uh publishers are earning and we use that data to fight back and or not really fight back but to negotiate with the publishers and get a fair deal for our clients because you know the the wild west of publishing is open to people like us and uh you know we've done some experiments and we have the data and we utilize it it's pretty pretty fun these days so basically you guys are kind of benefiting from this because it it allows maybe authors and i'm just completely conjecture on my part allows authors that would normally be more in the shadows to sort of pop out a little on their own so that you can um so if you want a specific example um we represent uh jack campbell the military sci-fi writer uh whose lost fleet series is like just some of the best military sci-fi out there and he has two sequel series he has a prequel series coming out next year and he's a very big deal in the military sci-fi world uh it just so happened though that he happened to have this really great idea for a young adult fantasy series um and he showed it to us it was good you know we were like yeah he's an established author like he is one of the biggest clients we have and we're like yeah we'll be able to sell this and we took it around and everyone's like this isn't military sci-fi um why would we take this on we don't want it uh and we were like are you guys kidding are you dumb right now this is so stupid (laughs) uh but what wound up happening was audible the audiobook publisher that we work with with jack um he is a big deal in audio they were like yeah we will we'll publish this we'll do it as an audio exclusive for the first um four months and uh yeah and then you guys can do whatever so we started publishing the ebook and the print-on-demand version of that book and it's been an incredible success for jack like the audiobooks are selling well um, we're selling hundreds of copies a month for each of these books with, um, I think the last one is coming out or just came out or something with hundreds of pre-orders. And like, this is something we've done ourselves with very little marketing promotion behind it, just because, you know, we are a literary agency first, like this whole ebook program is a important part of our business, but it's not our primary focus. Um, and we've earned you know a significant amount of money for jack just because we had the ability the internet allows us to do this to get the books out there ourselves and you know um he he wrote a sequel series to this uh uh ya fantasy thing and now we have the numbers and we can go to a publisher and be like look 
there are these books out there. People are buying them. We barely did anything with them, and they're moving copies. You guys put just the tiniest fraction of your ability as a major publisher behind this, and you'll make a buttload of money. So... That's what I was gonna say. It's like obviously once you have that data from the first from just first sales, you can turn around and just go see like the major publishers say, "Look what you guys passed on." Yeah. On the don't don't make that mistake again, if you will. Like, I'm not a negotiator, so yeah. I don't know what the polite way would have been to say that. But yeah, it, like you said, leverage. Yeah. That's 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 pretty cool. It's, it's one of the things that actually I've been sort of looking at. Like the InShares model is I, I call it crowd sourcing it's not really crowdsourcing because it's it's more like crowd voting it's right. complicated yeah. um it's it's a good model it's it's fun i'm glad because it opens the door to newer uh, newer offers but one of the mistakes i'm making and this is great because i'm a marketing guy so mm-hmm. i objectively know better is that i've my first book is sci-fi very light i think i gave you a copy yeah. mm-hmm. um and my second book is horror and i am not projecting a very consistent brand um not that my brand is extremely strong au contraire um, (laughs) but at the same time i'm uh, there's something to to having something more consistent and i as as a marketing guy i should know better um but one of the things i find interesting about and and you guys are doing on your own ink shares would be a great platform for that kind of thing and i'm not necessarily promoting saying that people should do that in ink shares I think they should if I was in their position. But mm-hmm. if you have if you have a certain brand, let's say again, like um, you say you have a brand as a YA author, and suddenly you want to try some erotic romance. Well, you know you have a readership that you'll be able to translate, and that this it's 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 like it's nice that nowadays we have platforms where we can experiment as authors and break out of our jar. If you've established one, I'm doing this too early, mm-hmm. uh, but. <laughs> No, I, I just I, I find it very interesting, and yeah. I'm very much a stats and numbers guy. I like mm-hmm. dissecting that kind of stuff, so that's very cool. Um, so I'm guessing your attitude towards as an agent, your attitude towards someone who comes with you as as a as an author who's let's say I have a, I have a lot of friends who self published and mm-hmm. they, they're doing okay numbers and and uh, actually the, the 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 agent we had a bit of a run in with uh, was trying to poach self-published authors and asking for their numbers up front. It was a very weird situation. Yeah. But I'm, I'm guessing that the a, a self-published author is not necessarily damaged goods. Like, would uh, you guys... Let's let's say someone has a, a book that looks good. Is they tried self-publishing it? It's not great. I'm not talking about myself. Um, <laughs> it's like it doesn't do great numbers, but it looks like a good book. Like, mm-hmm. would you guys republish something that was self-published? Would you bring that to publishers, or would you ask for something new? I mean, it really depends on the situation. Like, I can see us doing every single one of those um, scenarios um, for a variety of reasons. You know, if you've self-published a book, that I will absolutely take a look at it. You know, because you know there are gems that go undiscovered all the time. Like uh, that, you know, that's the nature of the business. Um, and sometimes I would take that out to a traditional publisher. I might not mention that uh, it had been self-published before because some publishers are weird like that um i would i would let them know at the contract stage because there are (laughs) um contract issues that you need to deal with there but in pitching it i wouldn't if it's sold well i would 
in the self-publishing area i would still take a look at it you know because like um the martian had sold really well as a self-pub thing and then got you know taken to a wider audience you know and then sometimes if the book is good but it might have already saturated the market or it was hitting a too small of a niche market i would ask for something else so there's when it comes to self-publishing there really isn't a a hard and fast rule for when it comes to moving to a more traditional model it uh it depends on the agent depends on the author depends on the book depends on depends on everything so you know if you're worried that it's gonna stop you you really shouldn't worry about it you know you'll find something that's right for your career with the right agent makes sense i mean yeah i mean every every author and every book is kind of like its own beast i guess do 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 you guys like just and how because one the the the, one of the situations the situation i mentioned like Mm -hmm. that my negative interaction i'll just refer to it like that because again i don't want to name names but um the, the the whole idea was that the the guy had noticed that a few uh, a few authors had uh, been nominated for Dragon Awards at Dragon Con in Atlanta, and right. decided this this is um, this is a good place to go get potential new clients, which is yeah the basic idea I think is sound. It's the way yeah. he went about it that was wrong. But do you guys do you guys have like these certain like events, places, ways to shop? Do you like ever? Sp- specifically go on Amazon and look at self-published books to see if there's anything that pops out or do you guys just wait until do you just wait for submissions because I must assume you guys get a million submissions uh, yeah I have let me take a look I have, actually I have my query inbox open I have 160 uh, waiting for me at the moment um, oh that's from this month right it's, it's December I, no it's just kind of <laughs> who I have uh, need to respond to at the moment um uh no we we absolutely go out and seek new writers um i don't want to give out all of my trade secrets um just because well why do i have you here seriously (laughs) no uh no we still look at um the small fiction market that's a really good uh place we read asimov's and clark's world and fantasy and science fiction or science fiction and fantasy whatever it's called uh tour.com we pay attention to you know any any of this sort of stuff that gets passed around uh via you know social media and stuff we uh we pay attention to you know uh we the publishing industry has shrunk uh there are still more uh agents out there that have really good eyes for talent as well so we uh we have to be active seeking out that next big thing just as much as or just as active as the writer has to be in finding an agent too so yeah i pay attention to all the big awards they're uh shortlist the novelettes and the novellas i am looking at um i don't necessarily go on amazon to look at their uh you know the uh their top 10 hundred list for the free and the paid uh ones that much just because 
Amazon's uh, user interface kind of sucks. And um, but no, I mean, I, I'm not going to contradict you. It yeah. has flaws. Yeah, is the word for it. Yeah, but um, no, uh, we we do absolutely keep an eye out. And uh, yeah, like like so, the other day, um, we saw you know because since we do our own ebooks for some of our clients, we we're always looking for good cover artists. And there was something on Reddit that I saw that I was like, man, this is awesome. So I sent it over to our ebook person, and they reached out to him, and now we're going to be doing ebook covers with them. So, oh, cool. Um, yeah. Uh, let me see how else has this happened. Um, in the nonfiction realm, my my boss reads a lot of newspapers, and he read this article about um, former college basketball players that uh, moved to Australia to play in the Australian Football League uh, over there, just because they're tall, athletic guys that can just play sports really well, and they just sort of imported them into Australia, and now they're dominating the um, AFL down there and now that's a book that's out in Australia so you know we're always keeping an eye out for talent um, when it happens oh this is actually really funny um, uh, so in Ottawa when I was there when I met you um, Derek the guy that organized it he actually gave me a list of people to talk mm -hmm. to there's like these are really good short story writers you should talk to them they're all looking for agents and then I go up and meet one of them he's like oh i just signed with someone two days prior and i was like oh darn you're dead to me now um, <laughs> but then later like three weeks ago my coworker was reading asimov's read this one great short story it's like man i really like this i want to reach out to this guy and i was like man that name sounds familiar oh wait that's the guy derek told me about that had already signed with a guy so uh, yeah, so I was like, ah, too. Already tried, didn't work out. Yeah, Derek's a really cool guy. Oh, I mean, he's the best. It's, it's so so weird. Like it, it, the first time I went to CanCon, I had barely reached out to him, and we had never met in person. And when I showed up at the table to get my thing, like he recognized me, um, which was kind of implied a certain amount of cyber stalking that I'm not sure I'm comfortable with, but. <laughs> It, he does his homework? Oh, yes, he does. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, he's, he's a really good people. Uh, Mary Bilodeau is also like yes. is always super nice. Um, glad glad to kind of barely know these people. Yeah. Um, hope I hope to work with them a bit more at the next CanCon. So uh, what would considering everything that you just said about like discovering people, what would you say to to my listeners that are currently crushed that they haven't been discovered yet? Uh, I mean, the the only thing you can do is to keep at it, you know, keep writing, keep pushing your book, keep getting better. Um, success won't, you won't find success standing still. You have to go find it yourself. And there are more avenues to get your words in front of people than ever before. So, you know, keep doing the... Um, crowdfunding stuff keep doing wattpad keep self-publishing keep querying you know and keep writing keep reading and just you you, you can't stop uh it's 
it's as simple and as hard as that. Yeah, none, none of it sounded simple to yeah. me. Um, <laughs> it goes it goes against my laziness, so yeah. I, I guess fine then. Um, no, it's, I mean, it's... it's Obviously, it's good advice. I mean, a lot of I, I think a lot of us. One of the things, if I can talk about specifically my situation, um, n- it's weird because the opportunities didn't come through hard work and like putting myself out, out there. I've been very lucky so far uh, in a lot of my endeavors, but everything required hard work after the fact. It was very much well, oh, yeah. here. Here's the ball, but if you don't do anything with it, like someone yeah. someone else is going to run with it. And that's that's been the most demanding thing. It's been a very uh, steep learning curve. Um, no, that's that's very cool. Um, one of the things that we talked about, like when I went to, it, it was bizarre because when I went to CanCon, I signed up for the Cafe Clash, and I thought I'm going to ask all my questions to Sam when I'm there. And then you, me, and uh, uh, Craig Monroe, which is another friend who published on InkShares, his book's coming out very soon. He's got a good cover now compared to the garbage he had uh he was showing us uh, you, you you were there he, he did he show you the uh, the original uh covers that he I, had i think so do you remember seeing very terrible extremely cliche fantasy cover from a tiny guy with a beard no i remember um, the lunch i'm trying to remember the the cover I no it's think. okay they yeah. were very forgettable <laughs> yeah. that was their very much the trait that they had was forgettable. Um, now he's got some good covers. Yeah, so I'm very yeah. happy for him. He he seems pleased. Um, where was I going with that? So yeah, so we 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 you, me, and Craig kind of had lunch, and I got to ask most of my questions there. So I went to the cafe clash and just sat in the back, yeah. <laughs> being very quiet. And I don't want to say bored because everything you were talking about was interesting, and everybody had very interesting questions that I hadn't thought about, mm-hmm. which was very cool. Um, but at the same time, I had run out of my own questions. Yeah. And didn't have time to sort of sit down and write new ones. Um, not that I do, do that, uh, <laughs> clearly. But um, one of the things that you had mentioned, like you had mentioned also that you, you there's there's a lot about the, the, like you had mentioned some opportunities where you had met people and agented them um, because of not necessarily just like the quality of their writing, which I'm sure is still very important, um, but just because you thought this, this guy's cool. Like you had a, you had a specific anecdote, I remember. Um, how how much do you would you say networking with the agent versus just uh, bombarding agents with submissions and queries do you think is important? Uh, there's there's definitely a balance. Um, you can you can be the coolest guy in the in the world, but if your book isn't you know good i'm not gonna represent you like that's happened several times like i've met these guys at uh at um at at conventions and i see them and i would consider them friends but i'm just not connecting with their with their book yet um so it's 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 just more like a a general piece of life advice you know be someone that people want to work with you know be 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 fun be friendly be a nice person and that will help uh you know, if you if you do the basic work of you put the hours in your writing, you develop your own unique voice. You know, that's good. And if you're a nice person that people want to work with, that's even better. So it's um, you know, it's just that kind of general life balance that you have to strike. You know. 
Alright, so to the listeners, you've heard it here. Like, if ever you do meet Sam at a convention or anything, there's it's pointless to buy him free drinks. Oh, well, there's that's no different. That, that's completely different. I mean, I was feeding you a line to be able to <laughs> well, sort of be actually helpful here. But yes, if you want to buy me alcohol, <laughs> by all means. <laughs> I guess that we'll we'll chalk that one to being fun to work with. Yes. Yes. Although cool. some of my clients don't drink at all, and I still love them dearly and love their books, so you don't have to be a alcoholic but for me. <laughs> look, they, they don't listen. You can say that you love them just a little less. <laughs> that's fine. They, they won't hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I talk big about drinking a lot, but I, I drink only socially. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't like getting drunk because then I say really dumb stuff. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> embarrassingly so no that's cool is um i mean we're not necessarily running long like we're we're getting to the the our what our goal as far as a, a you know stop point is but is, is there anything that you want to add like I, I i know one of the questions that i that i was just asked like i i put this out to the community and said hey do you we're having an agent like a real agent uh on the show um do you guys have questions for him and one of them that came up that i've I think it's a bit cliche, so I kind of kept it to the end to see if we had time. But what can people do to get a better chance at their query being looked at? And I know the answer to that because I was on your, I, I listened to your panel on querying, but why not? Yeah, well, what do you remember from that? What did I say there? <laughs> Go to the go to the agent's website, check out their submission guidelines, and follow them to the letter. Yeah. So that's the that's the also buy Sam drinks. Yeah, that, that was I'm, a, I'm sh I think that was in there. Yeah, that's another good one. Um, the the, uh, the the best thing you can do is just you know um, really just present yourself in the best light possible. Um, you want to showcase your voice. You want to. Uh, which is which is really hard to do in a pitch letter, but um, if you do it right, the the right agent will respond to it, and you know we're we're able to see something. We're able to see what you're trying to see, even though you. Well, let me back up. We're able to see what you're trying to show without showing us that much, if that makes sense. Um, it does. Yeah. Weird. Like um, one of the one of my latest clients uh, has a two hundred and six thousand word epic fantasy with like three main point of view characters, and there's no real way of showcasing that in three paragraphs of pitch, you know. But what he was able to do was just bring forth these little nuggets and he said them in such a uh, turn of phrase way that I was like oh this sounds interesting and there's there's a lot more going on here let me take a look at it um, and that's what I did and uh, so what that what I'm trying to get to is you know you have to make your query the goal of your query letter is to get someone to read your book, you know, which I think a lot of people kind of um, 
forget or overlook the the fundamental aspect of it is a marketing tool that is designed to get someone to want to read the book and there are many other agents that have talked about it and you know it's an art unto itself but uh just don't forget that uh, so okay i i, I just want to apply because i've I don't. I've queried like twice in my life. Like I'm, I'm, I have this part of my problem with querying is that I have crippling low self-esteem and paranoid personality yeah. disorder. So my query letters start with a lot of self-deprecation, which I yeah. assume is not a good way to no, start. That is actually but, very, very bad. You don't want to do that. You can't. Yeah, I'm yeah. the worst. <laughs> exactly. See, um, and. Um, but but at the same time you don't want to go to the other end and be too cocky about it so it's 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 really just the best way i know how to get over that is to just simply state facts um you know it's just like you you want to say this better but it's like i did this i wrote this i was trying to emulate this i think it reminds me of this um you know and at the end of the day, you just kind of just got to get over that hurdle and just kind of be like, fuck it. Uh, I, this reminds me of John Scalzi tried to write Jurassic Park, but it's about um, aliens instead of dinosaurs. And also there's some really awesome sex scenes in it. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, I think I've read that book. Yeah. Um. Um, <laughs> uh Nope, not going there. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a family podcast. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know why, because I am. There's no way kids are listening to this. Yeah. Um, I'm. There's no way anyone's listening to this. I like to think. Um, no, it's mostly like people that are publishing. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming it's mostly adults. But yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. So it's just like you gotta. Um, you 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 really just have to um, present yourself in a in a positive light and just state the facts and get me to want to read the book. So one of the things um, about like a a lot of the query letters, like the the submission guidelines are usually like, well, you know, a log line and a short synopsis and a book. And one of the things Mm -hmm. this, the way I approach it or that I would approach it, should I ever do this again, which I probably will at some point. I mean, I don't think I have a choice. Um, is usually to make that every step leads into the next one. I try to look at it the same way I would design, say, a marketing document. Mm -hmm. You want your title to lead to your tagline, your tagline to lead to your content, your content to lead to your call to action, which is just the the narrative. I'm assuming it's the same thing as for a submission. Exactly. I mean, that sounds like a really good um, submission right there. Like, actually, I'm going to click over to my query inbox and I'm just going to take a look at them you know um so I'm looking at this uh I assumed you had done this when you described the dinosaur sex novel but okay that's Uh, that's not a query no no, disappointed this is just that's just how my brain works all right so this query you know it starts out with a title it gives me the number of words the genre and then it's it it shows me that there's some diversity there and then it goes what the books it about and it gives me a really interesting pitch in the second um, 
paragraph, you know, names uh, some characters and all this, and then it like gives me a, a hook, and which I'm not going to spoil just because I literally just clicked on this person's <laughs> query and I don't have permission to do this, but whatever. But it's no, really, no, no, but it's, I, it's a really good I, hook. I, like it's just a simple line, and it's one of those things that, like, you know, if you're a writer, you're able to do. And then his closing paragraph is like more stuff about him. He's worked in video games, which is really cool. And um, then it just thanks me at the end, and like it's it's really that simple. And you know. Um, writing a novel is hard but once you break it down into the the basic components it's not that hard it's just you know you just gotta do it and you gotta fail before you succeed sometimes no definitely i mean mm-hmm. that's that is how you learn etc cetera, et cetera. i mean we, we all know the cliches about you know having to sort of earn your dues by yeah. learning through through trial and error mm-hmm. Um, well, here's a question that I think I skipped over, and I'm going back a bit by asking this. Sure. But you, you you mentioned a lot. Do you you represent books, or do you represent the author, or is there like a, a weird, different synergy between the two? Like where where do you sit on that? Uh, me personally, I like to represent the author, and I think that sort of uh, is our agency's philosophy as well. Other agents I know are very book to book. Um, I don't know if you heard that horn, but absolutely. Yeah. I was gonna not comment on yeah, it, but well, living in or I'm actually in Midtown Manhattan right now, so I'm surprised there's not more police sirens going off. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, other agents are very book to book, but like I. I generally like to be on board for as long as the author's career uh, runs runs parallel with mine. So, um, uh, you know, uh, like I said, going back to managing a, a career, um, you know, uh, I've worked with clients that have sold multi-book deals, and then once those books are up, we sit down together and we think of what the client wants to write next, what I think will sell, what I think they would be good at. And then we um, pitch it and try to sell it again and keep the keep that train rolling. Okay, that's interesting. It's I'm, I'm, I'm a bit surprised that there's actually like different types of uh, agents will do different things. Yeah, uh, sometimes um, we, we've gotten clients that uh, from other agents who are like, you know, they sign on to do uh, middle grade or um, you know realistic middle grade but now they want to get into like adult fantasy and we're like alright sounds good to us let's do this um, so uh, yeah like one of the clients here at the agency like she does regency romance hardcore epic fantasy and just did a realistic YA book as well, and we represent all three of them. So, wow, you know that's that's cool. I'm I'm anytime anyone starts talking about um, publishers or agents or any kind of representations, saying, "Oh no, we'll do like we'll 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 do a wide variety instead of just like putting someone in a specific." specific niche that that speak this speaks to me because of how badly i'm focusing on genres yeah so that's it's almost reassuring 
Um, cool. I don't want to take too much more of your time, and we're like we're really getting up on a close to an hour here. Um, easily 45 minutes. Is is there anything else that you want to add? Uh, any like recommendation? Anything that we haven't touched on? And you're thinking, you idiot, this is something that's important <laughs> to tell writers, because um, that's definitely possible. No, I mean, uh, you should follow me on Twitter. Even though I don't tweet that much, I still think I give good uh, writing advice. And if you wanted to check out some of my clients' books, that would be uh, lovely to do as well. Um, I guess I'll shout out uh, Dusk Fall by Christopher Husberg. And uh, let's do let's do Steal the Sky by Megan E. O'Keefe. Those are two really you, good. Uh, yeah, you had mentioned Steal the Sky, and I want I was thinking of ch- I wanted to check it out. Anyways, yep. pitch as pitch as many as you want. I'm just going to put the links to the Amazon uh, to, to Amazon in our show notes, anyways. So r- listeners, these. These books are going to be mentioned in our show notes. Um, and then uh, Mechanical Failure by Joe Zija. I'll give you three different kind of books. Yeah, I'm going to have trouble spelling that last one, but I'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, so you're following you on Twitter. You're, uh, are you a f- Awful Agent also? Well, no, on that's, a- <laughs> that's our agency is Awful Agent. Ah, okay. I'm just at Sam Roebuck which is my middle name, S-A-M-R-O-E-B-U-C-K. That's me. Cool. So anything else now? No, that's it. Thanks for having me. And, like, seriously, anytime you want me back, I will uh, absolutely come in and hang out. Oh, <laughs> I will abuse that privilege. Yeah. You will You will regret this, my friend. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to really thank you for coming on. Um, this, is, this is something that's been sort of bouncing in my head for a while because, like I said, I don't understand agencies. And I'm hoping that this will sort of give a good primer to our listeners. And if they have more questions, I'm going to accumulate them. And then I'll ask you to come back on. Of course. And we can dig a bit deeper into either that or other subjects. Because I have a feeling you know more about publishing than me and a lot of of my listeners. I'm not saying my listeners are ignorant. Everybody that listens to this show knows more than I do. Um, But at the same time, they're not as they're not neck deep into it so again thank you very much for being on Sam I really appreciate it of course no um yeah no seriously I'd love to come back and um I'll try to get a video thing next time so we can see the wonderful office absolutely (laughs) (laughs) well it's it's not a video podcast so only I would benefit from that but if you have the beard I'd appreciate it (laughs) all right